Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Yeah, so I'm here with Cricket, and we are in uh, Road America, and uh, it's the June Sprints for the SCCA. You are from the Dallas area. I've seen you around the track a few times, generally mm-hmm. um, a little bit of racing, but a whole lot of uh, mechanic work and helping out different teams. Yep. So um, I also had a you know good discussion with you. I can't remember where we were at, but I, I just remember thinking, my God, he has like seven jobs. Yeah, yeah, no, for everything from working at AutoZone in the mornings to uh, owning my own power washing business, uh, owning my own mobile mechanics business, um, working with several teams across the country. Um, I've started doing a lot of, uh, you know, free agent things, so, you know, highest bidder, <laughs> pledge allegiance to nobody almost kind of thing, but... I mean, uh, you, you hire me, I'm sticking to that team the whole weekend. And for whatever y'all want, anybody wants me to do, I'm, I'm you know, there. How did um, they get a hold of you? So, uh, lots of referrals. Yeah. Uh, it, that's what I love about working with so many different teams is that, like, people are like, man, like, this guy is great. You should definitely have him on his team or, you know, wh- whatever, whatever it takes for me to be on to the next yep. adventure, I guess. Yep. Um, but referrals are a hundred percent how I get out of here. Um, I, I, I work, I work my hardest, you know, from sun, sun up till next sun up. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done that before. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten to the track like at 12 AM unloaded everything. And then we're, we might still have to work on a car or something like that. And then we see the sun come up again. It's 5 a.m. We have to be on track at 7. <laughs> and, and I've done that before. But, um, you know, I've done nothing but work hard yeah. for this my entire life. And it was, uh, it was really interesting how I got into it. Yeah, um, well, tell me about it. Cause so <laughs> so th- this, this story begins with, um, with, with playing paintball. Uh, an Acura Integra and a transmission that I rebuilt myself. Um, so I was 15 years old. Um, I was I was just a kid, you know, trying to get out and do something. You know, I, I never was big into sports or anything like that. I loved racing for my entire life, but I just didn't know how to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played paint for a uh, tournament paintball for for a while, and I met this guy named named Chris Haldeman and. I know that's a pretty big name in the spec me out of field now, but a lot of people don't know that he and I used to play, you know, semi-pro paintball, and um, I was just this 15-year-old kid just playing on the field with him, and I didn't know who he was, just did scrimmages uh, every weekend. And fast forward a couple of years later, you know, lost track of him, don't know what happened to him. Um, we we found each other on Facebook and I noticed that his profile picture was his picture of this Mazda Miata. And I was like looking at it. I was like, that kind of looks like a race car. I'm just kind of, it's kind of weird at this time. I'm 20 years old. So, uh, five years later. 
And so I messaged him. I was like, how do you get into racing? He, you know, told me a little bit about it. I was like, oh, well, you do this, you do this, and the other. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford that. You know, there's no way for me to enter that world. Yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't know what he did anymore. I didn't know what he did for a profession or anything like that. So um, fast forward a couple months later, this is where the, this Acura Integra that I had comes in. Um, five-speed manual, you know, I, I, I love the Acura Integra platform. I love Hondas. So me and my buddy got one, but the only problem was that he gets one that runs, mine not so much. I had to do everything, get a motor for it, um, get a transmission for it, get suspension for it. It was, it was bare bones, nothing. I bought it for 400 bucks. Yeah. Um, with, with doing all that and sourcing all these parts, I finally was at the final piece of getting it running. Um, I needed a transmission. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll just get a transmission, bolt it up. No problem. Didn't seem real, didn't seem hard at all. And, um, we put it in and it grenades the transmission upon startup. We didn't know what we did wrong. And we're like, was it just, was a bad transmission right off the bat? Okay, whatever. So I was mortified, you know, I'm 20 years old, have no money. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm, and then my buddy's like, well, I think I know a guy who has one that needs to be rebuilt. I'm like, well, I don't know how to rebuild a transmission. Like, uh, okay, sure. I mean, I'll just have to save up and do that. And I go to I go to these transmission shops, and it's not one, but three different transmission shops turn me down because I have this transmission in pieces. The case is off. There's all this stuff just strewn around. You know, gears, you name it, synchros. And I didn't know what to make make of it. I was like, I don't I don't know how to do this. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> and these transmission shops look at me dead in the face, and they're like, We don't want it. We don't want to do it. We, we don't want nothing to do with it. And so I was like super, super pissed off. And I was like, there's no way that I'm getting turned down to rebuild a transmission by a transmission shop. Like, this is hopeless. And I sat, sat with that for a minute. And I just finally decided, like, you know, nothing's going to get done waiting for these people to do it for me. So I went to Honda and... I bought a manual, it's this, the Acura Integra service manual, like a thick book, this, this big. And I just dove into it. I, I, I just said, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm not going to wait for nobody. I'm just going to do it myself. So a week into it, on the phone with Honda, on the phone with uh, Synchrotech, the, the people that make performance transmissions for, for, for a lot of various things. But they, they gave me so much help throughout the entire process that I rebuilt that transmission myself in a week. And uh, I was so proud of it that I posted about it on Facebook. And this is, this is how this, this actually began. Um, I posted about it on Facebook. And I said, man, I rebuilt this transmission. I'm so proud of it. Like, it runs, it drives, it feels like butter. It's so super cool. And then... A day later, Chris actually messaged me back, and I'm like, he's like, well, what are you, what are you doing next weekend? I'm like, uh, working at Lowe's. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not, not really doing much. Why? Um, you want to come with me to a race? 
It's like, what do you mean come with you to a race? Like, I had no idea how this worked. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, why don't you come with me to Texas World Speedway? And I'm like, where is that? I, I'm like, I'm like so dumbfounded because I'm, I'm kind of shocked that I'm getting invited to go racing or like help or, or whatever, you know? And I was, I was like, yeah, um, sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Well, what do I, what do I, uh, what do I do? It's like, I'll oh, just show up at the shop at like 8 a.m. So it was like, I showed up to the shop, this one mile dirt road that leads into absolutely nothing, big white rock field. And his shop was about the size of, uh, you know, a, a, I guess like a 20 by 20 barn. And uh, the rest is history. I mean, we, we started there in a 20, 20 by 20 barn, building cars, building engines. And um, I was his first employee. And from then on, that's where I'm where I'm at now. I'm now I'm traveling with anybody that wants wants me to crew for him and, and help him out. And it's been it's been great. Yeah, it's been great. So um, Chris has a whole race team, and they race in the SCCA, right? Mm-hmm. Does he does he does he do anything outside of that? Um, we did we did NASA events for a while. Okay. Um, but primarily just SCCA. Okay. So what about you now? If you go crew for somebody, mm-hmm. could it be any series? Any or? series, yeah. I've done, I've done, uh, SRO World Challenge. I've okay. done uh, WRL. Uh, of course NASA. Of course SCCA. Um, we I'm going to be doing Champ Car. Okay. I think I'm actually going to be racing in that. Oh really? Soon, yeah. So we're we're going to be thinking about picking up a car and building that uh, with with a buddy of mine. And uh, kind of up in the air right now, but we're we're uh, we're looking into doing that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So tell tell me more about the the driving experience, right? I mean, you you've had to work hard, um, crewing and and everything like that. But then when when was your first opportunity to get on the track? That was actually last december last december yeah that was my first time in a race car like actually racing against so from people. when you started with chris to last december how long was that that would be 11 10 10 11 years wow yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was just really hard to step away from working yeah and there was just so much to do because uh you know building up building up x factor you know to where it is now it was like it, it was so so demanding that uh you know there was just no room to do anything else but i loved it so much that it, it just i mean the the good the bad the ugly like i have so many stories of our travels getting there and how bad it was but how we overcame it and just kept on moving um what what's been one of the most difficult things you guys had to overcome for you know, a race or a race weekend or something like that? Um, twenty I'm sure you have a lot of these. Yeah, right? yeah, a lot, we do have a I have a ton. I could literally write a best selling book, but I think the toughest race weekend I've ever had was twenty eighteen at Coda. We had thirty one cars. Oh my god! Thirty one cars. We had oh my three god. core crew guys, three core myself included. We did a total of 15 transmissions, 15. 
we had we had a third. Uh, how many cars were there? I think there were like, I think there were like over over about six or seventy. I think we had half the field. Had to have had at least half the field. And uh, we did fifteen transmissions between everybody. I did five on my own. I got really good. Yeah. Really, really quick. I bet you're really. Good. I mean, I was, I was, I was okay back then, but then I was like, yeah, I just did five transmissions this, you know, this weekend. I think I did four on, or no, I did like one or two Saturday or whenever, uh, you know, before the champ race, and and then before that we were like scrambling in practice to get everybody else filled in. It, it was it was insane. That was a very very difficult weekend. Um, when you say rebuild the transmission, for people that don't even know what that means, like what, what does that entail? Um, so rebuilding a transmission, in my experience, I've done manual transmissions only because automatics are a different animal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't like automatics anyway. Let's be real. <laughs> um, but rebuilding a transmission is, is like opening up a new Lego set. And dumping everything on the ground and being like, where does this where does this go? But it's a very uh, if you have something like a service manual or a guide, something you know, it's it's not it's not that bad. I mean, these you have to be very methodical with how it comes apart because yeah. everything has a direction, everything has its place. Nothing is just optional, um, and you got to be very meticulous about what you're inspecting. Um, but what, then the thing that happens is there are some parts that break inside yeah. of it. Yeah. And you got to find those parts and then mm -hmm. replace them and put it all back together. Yep. Yep, yep. And I mean, that's that's part of being detailed, so very detail-oriented to know what parts you're actually looking at. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you could call this a 4-5 synchro, but it could be the same size as a uh, 2-3. And so you got to be, you got to either make the decisions like just replace everything so you know that you got every individual component or you got to be spot on with like that's that's four or five that's you know the one two single i mean whatever it is you got to make sure that you know what you're looking at what you need to replace if you want to be on a budget if you if you take it off though in a very particular order do you lay it out then in Absolutely. a very particular order Absolutely. and that that would help you identify oh that's yep. a one two and it's yeah yeah two, yeah exactly i mean everything is i, I when i first rebuilt that transmission i was like taking everything piece by piece I, I could take the whole gear stack with both hands lift it out of the out of its case lay it lay it on the table and then just say like okay counter shaft main shaft um and gear selectors cool okay i can identify those i break everything down i even got two other separate tables to just lay those individual yeah. pieces around but yeah it was it was very it's very daunting at first because I'm like looking at things that have to be this this face up, this face down. This washer must go here. You must shim it here with this this little shim. You know, measure that, measure this. It was it was wild. When I first put it together, it didn't want to spin. Um, but eventually, I you know back and forth with Honda and, and people picking their brains, they were like, "Oh, did you do this?" I was like, no. But then the moment I did it, everything spun free, and I was like, "Put it in the car, vroom, and it just runs." And that what was, was the was the problem that you encountered something that was like in the manual and you didn't understand it, or was it in the manual and they just they just knew that you should do it? 
it was it was in the manual actually it was a it was a problem with a differential that i bought i actually bought a you know, fancy quaif lsd and i just thought you know why why am i just going to put stock parts back in it i want something nice i want something cool um and you needed you have these um spacer shims basically that um shim the differential you know back and forth into the case i happened to put the wrong size shim on one side of the differential i needed to swap them mm -hmm. and so it was such a it was such a silly mistake i guess but it was it was just like it was simple it was just like oh boom everything spun so yeah um yeah it was it was it was very very difficult to do just never doing it before but I, I looked in the manual, like looked back through everything, took notes and said to myself, like, what if I just do this? Oh, there it goes. But it, it took it took hours of me like back and forth with, yeah. with, with yeah. a couple of people to find it. Well, so tell me about that first time driving. What was that like? Where was um, it at, by the way? Eagles Canyon Raceway. Oh, OK. Yeah, cool. yeah. So it was close to home. Um, and, you know, because my budget only allows me to be local uh -huh. for now um i thought eagles canyon would be like the perfect place to go this is my first that was the first track i ever been to period um texas world speedway was actually the second track i've ever been to but i've been to like one track like a, a car meet kind of thing okay and the eagles canyon was like the, the first ever track i've ever seen um but i never really got to do anything just watching cars in the parking lot um but yeah it was at eagles canyon um doing the school there for with nasa and uh i built my car myself uh caged cage it all i uh, got a huge big help by x-factor racing chris chris definitely came through on that and he gave me all everything i needed to to make sure it was built right um what kind of car uh it's a 2004 mazda miata okay and yeah, we, I start the school. I'm I'm doing these written tests, and I'm like, man, I'm terrible, terrible at written tests. I, I uh, <laughs> and it, it was it was actually kind of kind of confusing, like trying to trying to trying to figure out what the, the wording. And I'm like, do you mean, you know, what does what do you do in this situation when this flag is like? It was it was just difficult for me to be like, okay, that's what you mean. Let me just let me just write it down. Because it was a, it was a, um, it was not a multiple choice test. Half of it was, but then you had to explain, you know, what in this situation, what would you do? I see. And so I did the best, best I could. You know, I passed with flying, with flying colors, I guess. But um, it, it, it was the the written test was a lot. It was the only part I was worried about when we got to driving. Being side by side with somebody was not something I was used to in real life. But in sim racing, that's something I was really, really, really big into. I still am. Uh, I was, I was just getting the feel for the car. I mean, I, I could only, I could only envision what it was like to do to race by other people describing it and watching it. You know, while I'm out, mm -hmm. out crewing for people. But um, yeah, I, I was. We were doing side by side drills. You know, trying. You know, uh, dive bombing drills. All, all these things. And I was just kind of like, I could probably go harder next time. You know, and and the person that I that I chose to, to we had to team up with someone to do these drills. Uh -huh. 
we were we were both being really timid because we knew if we hit each other, we we'd fail and we'd have to do this over again. And that yeah. was like another thousand dollars that I didn't want to spend. Yeah. So it was more about the it was more about the money <laughs> expense that I didn't want to fail. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, we we just took it real cautious, stayed away from each other. We look we look like total total rookies, but. After the after the kid gloves came off and the training wheels, you know, were, were taken away, they're like, "Okay, well, here's your first race." And I'm like, "We're racing this weekend." I was I was actually really shocked. I didn't know. I thought we were just doing drills, and then they were like, "Yeah, you pass. Here's your license." No, we were actually doing a full real race, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> so uh, I my nerves were you know my nerves were coming in. They were they were a little. I was a little shaky. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. It's like, but, but so they put, the cool thing is that they put you in the back yeah. of the pack. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I don't want to be in front of anybody that's way faster than me and hold them up or get in their way or whatever. Um, but it went smooth. Uh, I started in the back. I think there were 20 cars, including all the school, school kids. I think I, I think I placed 12. Oh wow! So yeah. I, I made it. I made it. I made it through. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't just slouch. And then when when I was passing people, like for real this time, I was, I was just more comfortable because like coming from sim racing, it was like I've done this before. I know. I know what to do. It was just a sensation. I just didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. But everything kind of clicked really quick. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And, um... From that point on, I mean, I've done seven weekends so far, and I've placed second with some pretty, pretty, pretty decent talent behind the wheel. Um, the people that are here this weekend, you know, up up in, you know, top top ten, and that's that's super difficult to do in this class. I mean, that's, I mean, I think I think this weekend, first through tenth place is a second, apart. Yeah, and. For for the people that don't know what a second looks like, I mean, just just time it. You know, it's yeah. like that's that is that is how close everyone is to each other, mm-hmm. from first place all the way down to tenth. From what I saw on the timing this weekend, and I I've my best finish has so far been second. I didn't get a trophy yet because it didn't. It was on the day that it didn't matter. It wasn't wasn't on Sunday. Oh yeah, I was like I. I, I I was like waiting for his like trophy, trophy, <laughs> and it never came. I was like super disappointed, um, but but I, I know I was there, and, and I did it. You know, some people dropped out because of uh, car car uh, car troubles. Yep. Uh, some people made mistakes, and I was just I was just in it. Um, my last race weekend, I was qualifying pretty good. Um, again, with some pretty really decent talent. Uh, that's out here this weekend and I, I, I just I don't know everything started clicking like I I kind of found out that I'm not 
I'm not terrible at it. And I just, I'm just missing one component and then the, the money part. Yeah. So, uh, once, once I get that down, I, I, I feel like I'm, I can be up there with the big boys and, um, what a lot of people dismiss about Spec Miata is that, um, they think they're just little slow cars, but the fact is like, if you can be fast here, you can be fast in anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, and that, that is, that, that can be attested with like, uh, drivers like Travis Wiley, who, yep. who is racing Porsches right now. Yeah. And he, I think he's on pole right now in Watkins. I think they're racing Watkins this weekend. He's he's on pole. That's awesome. And I, he he's top five easily in this field. I interviewed Travis, and I also interviewed Connor Zilich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Connor Zilich is a wheel man. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's a wheel man, dude. <laughs> I, 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 he won that Trans Am race in Detroit. Set of lab records. He's yeah. He's he's a beast. From the back. He's a real he's a real deal. Yeah. He's a real deal. Like him and Travis are super super good drivers. Yeah. Um, I love Travis. He's he's awesome. I was actually working with. He was actually working at Chris's shop for a month. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he was helping us out, and I was there just helping him out too. But uh, yeah, I, in the in Spec Miata, like it's it, it is not an easy class to place top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, for someone like me to place top five, I feel like I won. Yeah. Um, I thought I was gonna be like, oh yeah, mid pack would be cool. And like, I, I wasn't mid pack. I was I was top five in in, in a regional race. But yeah. I, I wanted to race this weekend, but money, yeah, uh, being being a factor. Like, I really wanted to see where I was at. Yeah, yeah. I really really would have enjoyed that. Um, what do you think your next race might be? Um, I want to do I want to do Nola. Yeah, I want to do Nola. I I, I like. The flat is there, track. Is there an SC, there's not an SCCA race there, is there? I don't know. I know for NASA there is, and I've been concentrating with NASA oh, okay. mostly this year. But okay. um, I actually got my SCCA license a month ago, um, kind of on a whim. Also, it was like last minute, like Chris asked me, like, do you want to race this weekend? I'm like, there's a NASA event? It's like, no, SCCA. is like, I don't even have a license for them. How am I going to do it? Like, uh, we'll figure it out. So that weekend, uh, they they let me do everything. It was, it was like everything else, everything else that you needed to do to get a license. It was expedited. So yeah, yeah. They SCCA helped me out a lot. I, I thank them so much for helping me out with that weekend. And of course, Chris for sure. He he made that super streamlined, no hassle. It, it was it was really cool. But um, yeah, it was. It was awesome racing SCCA. Uh, the the Hoosier never raced on it before. I was even asking everybody like, "How do you how do you race on these tires?" It's like, stay off the brakes. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's what I did, and like I was five tenths off pole. Yeah. And and pole was uh I think, pole I think was Logan Stretch. I okay. mean, he's out here. He's he's a fast fast kid. Um, all the all the stretches are really fast. They're they're great drivers. Um. And I was I was there with them. They're they're super tactical. They they were they were great to race around. Um, had some of the X Factor boys up there too. But man, it, it was it was super super cool to be up there with them. Cool. Like I, I 
I feel like I, I accomplished something. Um, my racing experience might be limited, but uh, I, I kind of proved more that, you know, sim racing helps a lot. Yeah, I've talked to some people that have really, yeah. like, made great, really fast strides mm-hmm. compared to most people because they have had so much experience on sim. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's your setup? Um, what, like, what would you suggest a setup be for somebody so that it's good enough that it's like it's really going to help you? I mean, like, like we're we're talking about budget. I mean, there's there's, mm-hmm. it's hard to say like, you should get this and that and the other because it, sim racing is expensive. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting out from scratch, like you're already spending fifteen hundred, two grand for a computer that's good enough to get to get you by. Yeah. Um, and it goes up from there. Yeah. Um, but I I would suggest VR because you have the full sensation of full field of view. Um, triple screens are fine. You get your you still have that peripheral um, aspect of it, and that that helps as long as you have a peripheral peripheral view yeah. of what's around you. You're 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 good. Yeah. If you're just stuck to a single screen, yeah, it's really hard to get that that feel for it and then sim racing may not help you as yeah. much as it's helped me. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is an invaluable tool to learn tracks if you've never been to them. Um, but it's, you gotta have, you gotta have something that gives you that sensation of like things are around me. And um, you gotta treat the sim as real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do iRacing because they penalize you for crashing into people. I mean, you pay for the service and you can get banned, and you won't you won't be using it anymore, and they'll still charge you. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like real life. You know, you can't just run into people and just say screw you. Yeah. I mean, people are gonna yell at you. People are gonna get you know mad. They're you're gonna have to pay for it somehow, right? Yeah. Um, it, they they penalize you spots. They 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 DQ you. They Pull your license for being, you know, for being a repeat offender if you keep hitting people. Um, but you got to treat the sim as a real, real thing. Because yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're just doing it for fun, sure. But something like iRacing, they they take very seriously. Yeah. Like I said, you you pay for the service. People are literally losing their their memberships because they're being jackasses. Yeah. Um, and that that's the way it should be. Yeah. It, it is a tool. You should use it as such if you're serious about drive about racing or driving and it, and it yields results i mean i i've i've seen them i've i've experienced them i've seen them and um i've executed that so so uh, i'm curious to know why why nola why is that on your list so i skipped along here but nola was actually my first on-track experience i forgot about this for some reason i did a wrl with a buddy a long time ago, I think it was 2015, 2015, yeah, something like that. It was my first on-track experience ever. It was at NOLA. Uh, so WRL has this thing where you don't need a license to even race with them. They they ask you if you have any experience and say, hop on in. I thought that was weird, and I just went with it. So we took a spec Miata out there, and it was me... Um, 
the man's son who was driving and he and, and uh, our my buddy was racing as well so it was three of us in, in the car uh, it's an it's endurance racing so you're you're in the car for uh, two hours you know one to two hours at a time and we, we weren't there to win nothing we we just wanted seat time mm-hmm. um, I was invited out to go to New Orleans with him all I had to do was drive the RV <laughs> and transport the car down there and we did that weekend the car didn't finish uh, I I tried my best to source a motor because we blew a motor it was a junkyard motor um, but we blew a motor and I'm trying to source you know Facebook and everything to like get whatever in the car and uh, to no avail it, it, the weekend just ended with not being able to get it running again yeah just nobody had anything but I was I was more than ready and willing to do what it takes to, to, to get it back and running um, but that was my first real on-track experience I even started the race hmm. that weekend and yeah. I was like I've never started a race I was right next to a factory BMW I'm talking about quarter million dollar car <laughs> versus versus a fifteen thousand dollar you know street car right yeah yeah and i'm starting next to this uh factory bmw and i'm looking at him like uh, just go dude just go <laughs> first corner i'm on the inside the very first corner i know is a really sharp right and uh, we're going three wide through this i'm like i'm on the inside inside of turn one and I'm just going to try to take it as cautiously as possible. By the way, it was damp. And so I'm going in, and this factory BMW comes across my nose. I'm like, no. And I thought I was going to crash into that thing. But he goes off into the woods, and I'm like, oh, cool, sweet. You're... <laughs> that was close. So I did a whole hour and a half stint, and I, well, I, I think I threw up. I wasn't used to it, because it got, it got so hot in there, man. Yeah. Nola, Nola's down there in, like, swampland. So, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just muggy and hot, and I was like, Man, like I, I, I asked him like, how long was it in the car for? It's like hour and a half, and then I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Jesus. It was, yeah, it was, it was physical, and so that that was my very first experience racing anything. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, first experience story, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I forgot about that, but, um, but actually getting licensed was through NASA, uh, December school at ECR. Yeah. And then uh, fast forward like a year later, I did a CCA for the first time, and I loved the tire. I got really acclimated to it um, really quick, and it was uh, it was it was great. I want to race on the Hoosier more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, they're expensive, man. Yeah, Those that's that's expensive. one of the problems. You know, for yeah. B spec, we got uh, the Hankooks mm-hmm. and like four a two of them, not because we only have to buy two at a time. Yeah, typically. Um, it's like three seventy-five for two of them. I'm, I might as well get into B spec. I actually wanted to do B spec this weekend. I was I, like, I asked my buddy Ben at Advanced Auto Sports, like, "Hey, do you do you have a B spec for rent?" It's like, "Yeah, sure, man. It's for a nominal fee." I'm like, "Ah, gee, Chris, funds." Chris has got that yellow and green one. No one's no one's racing that. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, he's right there. I should just go ask him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll let me. Yeah. He actually still has to shake it down because he, he they did a bunch of work after it was it it was crashed in the Florida. Yeah. Um, but it took a long time. They've got it. They've got it put back together. But he said he was going to take it to Harris Hill and shake one it down. One track I've never been to is Harris Hill. Yeah, it's it's a small one, but it's it's a lot of fun and. It's local too, and I've never oh, seen it's, it. Th- it's thirty minutes south of Austin. Yeah, that I heard it was really cool. You know, I've been to Driveway Austin. 
I, you know what? The only time I'd ever been there is to watch a bicycle race. Really? Yeah. So I've been I, there, but not. I've been to that place way before I even seen Harris Hill in my life. Like, and that place is tucked away. Yeah. It was tucked away. I don't know if it still exists. Which one? Driveway, Driveway Austin. Yeah. You know what? Uh, a guy that owned it sold it, and I think it's possible, compact, uh, uh, maybe not compact, uh, Oracle or somebody bought the land, mm. and they're going to be building something on it. I oh, think. cool, cool. Yeah, Bill Dollarhide was really cool. He's a really awesome guy. He did. He, he took. He took us around in the in the um, in the police cruisers. He was doing reverse one eighties like they were nothing. They were just. He would take us around the track, and um, he would just stop in the middle of the track, put it in reverse, whip the wheel real real hard, and we we're like facing the other way like in a second. I was like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm in the back seat like I didn't even really feel it. He's, he's so smooth when he does it. It was, it was so awesome. <laughs> I wish I wish I was behind the wheel to learn it because I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it looks so cool. I, I want to do stunt driving. That that'd be that'd be a cool profession. <laughs> I don't know how I'd la- how you, long I'd last. You but. could do the stunt driving and then you you can help fix the car up after it's been yeah, jack of all up. trades. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, uh, I'll finish with um, this weekend's adventure so far. Um, you already had to do a lot of work on a car yesterday yep. that went out today that managed to get within one second of the pole, yep. right? Yep, yep. So what, what happened and what did you guys have to do and how light were you working on the thing? Um, so we were, so uh, Miles, uh, Gortz, um, who I'm, I'm working with everybody on the team, but I'm mainly working with him just to kind of babysit the, the uh-huh. project. Yep. Um, but so it turns out that he got mixed up in in in, in turn eight. I think uh, he had to avoid um, someone else from you know ramming into them and mm-hmm. destroying both of their cars, right? And so he he kind of sacrificed himself, you know, for for just better good sportsman. If he was going to get hit either way, yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to take out somebody else. I mean, that kind of speaks on how who who mm-hmm. he is as a person. He's a great guy. Um, love like working with him. This is my first weekend work with him. I totally love him. Like that, that he's an awesome guy, awesome kid. Um, but yeah, it, he hit the inside wall, pounded the driver's side, and we we're looking at it, and we 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 knew it was bad. We just didn't know how bad it was up until I you know lo- looked at the inside of the the wheel compartment and. I'm looking at the, the this this long long bolt here. It's shaped at, like an S. Here it's pointing out this way, and the other yeah. other is pointing that way. It was like, oh, the subframe is totally totally done. And sure enough, more evidence of that. I was like hacksawing parts of the subframe to get to bolts that I couldn't even get a gun on. And um, yeah, we had to do everything from wheel bearings to to tie rod ends, new new uh, new new steering rack. Um, knew everything. Where'd you get all the parts? So, um, Sneaky Moose, uh, the the people I'm, uh, the guys that I'm working with, yeah, uh, by Tyler Brown and and his dad Tom Brown. Um, they they have their own Miata Prep, uh, business. So, uh, he has he has everything. He brings everything. He's oh, he's he's definitely the type of person that like if it can happen, I'm bringing it. Mm. And sure enough, he he brought a front subframe. He even has a rear one, and he had every almost every bit and piece. We we did come a, we did get into some 
issues trying to find a few parts and we had to wait, had to wait. We were kind of at a stall, you know, holding pattern forever. Um, ideally, if like everything was there, uh, just right in front of us, we probably could have finished that in like three, four hours with alignment. Mm -hmm. Put it on the ground and just, you yep. know, square it up. Yeah. And um, it, it took it took a while. It took us until like 10 o'clock. Okay. To kind of settle up because... I mean, it was just really hot. We're working out in the sun. Um, and I was just trying to be super meticulous, like, because it was such a big project. It wasn't just, like, popping in a new, you know, new upper control arm and sending mm -hmm. them off. I mean, I was just making sure everything was lined up. I mean, everything from the, the way that the subframe lines up underneath the car to making sure that everything was not unbolted and, and ready to go. Um, the trouble with, with those kinds of projects is like you expect things to kind of get loose and settle and, 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 and come off. So he went out on his hardship lap. Everything was fine. Went out and qualifying place, you know, a second within the pole. And, um, you know, he comes back and he tell, gives me feedback, like, like a real driver should. He's like, yeah, it's shaking here, shaking there. You know, we, we pick up the car and I mean, I, I was expecting this a hundred percent. Some things are going to shake loose. No matter no matter what it is, like if it's new parts, sometimes they just shake loose. So we pick it up and we shake everything down. Sure enough, you know, outer tie rod in, got loose, no problem, no big deal. Ma inspected it, made sure there was no play in it. It was perfectly fine. Tightened it back up. Um, the alignment changed from everything finally settling. And um, I just got underneath it, put the string box on it, and we found it. I think we found it some more time. Because he, he, it, it was, it settles so, so much that it was about half an inch of toe out. And that was a lot of speed being scrubbed. Yeah. And this track, this track is mainly straightaway, so you need all the straight line speed you can. So we were like, oh, cool, man, we just found you some time. Yeah. And so we, we shorted up and um, gave, him, gave him exactly what he needs for this race. And um, I can definitely expect him to do well. Awesome. Um... Is there? There's another session today. Mm -hmm. Is it? It's a qualifying session, right? Uh, no, this is a race. Oh, it's a race. Yeah, it's a race. Yeah. Okay. Uh, today, I think. I think today is a race. I, I'm, I'm so behind on the schedule. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, they're overall two qualifying, two races, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm so behind on the schedule because that's like that's, as much as I try to pay attention to, to, to how the day's going to yeah. go. I'm just so super concentrated on, oh, like, yeah. how the cars are working. Yep. And that's been, like, my main focus for, like, everything. Well, on your way out, Chris has got the schedules taped on the inside of the trailer door. I'm going to pick one out. So you yeah. can check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Man, thank you so much. It's yeah. been a pleasure chatting with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Hopefully, um, you know, I don't know when I'll be in a spec Miata. I want to get into one someday. Um, but it'll be good to see you out there racing either way. Hey, I know a guy who can help you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you. Be awesome. No problem, man. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website driven to compete.com and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter 
where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. 